Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And we're back for our number three. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. You got Joe Galina. You got George Kurtz and the Fantasy Prince. Sean Angle directing traffic, producing our show. And you uh, spoke about uh, a little fantasy football. We're going to be continuing to uh, discussing uh, fantasy football uh, more and more. Uh, week after week, uh, like I said, the uh, Scott Fishbowl League uh, starts uh, this Monday. We'll uh, report back to you on how our drafts are going. Slow drafts, eight hours on the clock. Uh, but let's switch gears back to, to baseball because, uh, hey, this is the time, you know, within the next couple of weeks, George, where the focus changes to fantasy football. And this is sometimes your chance as a fantasy player if you're kind of like in the middle of the pack to uh, catch your uh, league mates napping, especially when you work in the waiver wire. Uh, So that could work to your advantage. But on the other hand, it might be more difficult to make trades when some of your league mates tune out. You know, Making trades is always uh, difficult. <clears throat> it, it always is. And it's, it's funny. I just wrote for the uh, exclusive Edge Pack. It's the uh, Fantasy Trading Guide, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I know you haven't seen because it isn't published yet. But uh, making <laughs> trades is difficult, Joe. And I think it's, uh, I think it's people like you, me, Scott, mm-hmm. Jake, who are, to, who are to blame for this. Because everyone's mm-hmm. worried about getting criticized, right? I mean, right. they're all worried about, uh, hey, you know what? You know, Joe, I made this trade, player A for player B, and they're, they're afraid you're going to go, well, that was stupid. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I understand we wouldn't say that, but they're, they're, they're afraid of being criticized, which makes me mm-hmm. think of always, you know, why didn't you ask us about the trade before you made it? Right. You know? Right. Maybe that would have been a good idea there. I think it's very hard to get in touch mm-hmm. with people. You, before you make the trade, they have to worry about that. But the other thing is, everybody wants to win a trade. Mm-hmm. No one wants to make a fair offer. You know, everyone wants to win a trade. It's it's unfortunate. You know, we all would like to win a trade. But, you know, if I'm going to get in touch with Joe Galina for a trade, I'm not going to offer you, you know, some schleb for Mike Trout. You know, I, I'm not going to insult you because I, I hate being insulted in trade offers. I hate it. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even reply back to you. If someone would offer me something like that, hey, I'll give you, uh, you know, Clint Frazier for Mike Trout. I, I'm not even talking to you. I'm not replying back. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you a counter offer. I'm just deleting and moving on because I, <laughs> I don't need that. You know, I, I just mm-hmm. don't need that. I'm not saying you need to give your best offer. Like I said, if I was, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm making a trade over to you, Joe, I'm I'm probably making you a competitive offer, but not my best offer. And the right. idea is, and the reason I do that is because a, I want you to feel like you can negotiate something. I feel like you won something out of it. And by you, I mean the other person, not necessarily, not necessarily Joe Kalina. But I want them to, you know, if they ask for, I have a pretty good idea where a trade's going to end up. You know, what player they're going to ask for, and I'm probably okay with that. You know, and I want them to co- go to that so they feel like they won. You know, they got something out of this. Mm-hmm. They, oh, I got more than what George offered. Yeah, even though I had a pretty good idea that's where it was going to go in the first place. I'm also, when I'm making a trade offer, there's no use in me offering Joe Galina, Justin Verlander, if he has the best pitching staff in, the, in fantasy. It's not what he, what he needs. Mm-hmm. You know, so why would I even bother going to Joe then? Joe, he's not going to say yes to this deal. Or if, I'm, or if the player I'm asking from Joe is a player – in a category he's already struggling in. He, he actually needs help in that category, too. He's not going to make that trade. So I'm not going to waste his time. not going to waste my time. I always look at the other owners. Who do I match up well against? Who has a surplus in pitching? Who has a surplus in stolen bases? Okay. I, I, uh, once I figure that guy out, or girl out, now what do they need? What do I have that, I, that can help them? 
And so that's the, that's the way I approach it. I'm, I'm looking, and I do this for a couple of reasons. One, it facilitates the trade quicker. Where maybe I don't have to negotiate yeah. now for three weeks. You know, maybe something can be mm-hmm. done much quicker here. But also, I'm of the belief where, you know, if I make a trade with you, Joe, and it works out well for both of us, well, now, now we're trade partners. You know, maybe uh, next time we'll be able to make a trade easier. Because especially in your home league, there are always guys in my home league that I, I can trade much easier with than others. Much easier. Guys who are just, they're willing to deal. They're willing to talk. You know, and, and they'll make a deal. Because the last owner I want to deal with is somebody, and there's somebody like this in my home league, one of my best friends, love talking, he loves to talk deal, and we'll have everything worked out. I mean, literally, have all, it'll be, it could be a six-player mm-hmm. trade. Everything will be worked out. But when it comes to hitting accept, uh, you know, uh, I don't think so. I'm going to pass now. What? He gets sellers well, He's worked remorse. on this for two hours. <laughs> right. He gets worried. He, he gets worried he's going to lose yeah. a deal, and it, it drives mm-hmm. me insane. You know, it's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I've been playing in my, my fantasy football league, the one that I'm the commissioner in. Uh, is, this is year 30 going on this year. We've played since 1988. Now, in my, wow. the baseball league, I'm not the commissioner. It's my brother's the commissioner. It's his league. That league, I think, started in 89, so it's 29 years. My brother will mm-hmm. not make a trade with me in any league. And you, and uh, he won't. It's it's not because I work here, or you know that I can I know Scott Angle and Jake Sue and I get any advice I want. He won't make a trade with me because back in the early uh, days of his league, we made a deal. Uh, I traded him Travis Fryman. He was a shortstop for the uh, Tigers uh, back in that day. He was a very good shortstop, home run hitting shortstop, which you just didn't see for a young Ken Griffey. Mm-hmm. This is before Griffey became Griffey, and it ended right. up. To, obviously, I did very well on the trade. And for, uh, my brother will no longer trade with me because keep, of that deal 29 years ago. You were able ago. to keep him? No, it wasn't even a keeper league. Uh-huh. I didn't even win the league. <laughs> yeah, and uh-huh. he might, I don't know, I don't, honestly don't know who won it, but he might, my brother might have won it, you know, but I right. didn't win it. You know, and he, but because of that, because and it wasn't like I snowed him, I just was able to see something in Griffey that more than Fryman. I guess Fryman didn't work out mm-hmm. for him, and Griffey did for me. I, I'm, I'm positive that's what happened, but he won't make a deal. Now, he will never make a player for player. He hasn't done it since. He'll make a draft. A lot of our leagues are keeper leagues. So he'll trade draft mm-hmm. picks with me. That's okay, but player for player, he won't. I don't. I, and I know that. I bring that up because that means I don't. I don't even bother going for him. If I'm thinking about making a trade, player for player, I'm not calling my brother. You know, I'm not going to email. I know he's going to say no. You know, move on. You know, I'm not. I don't want to beat my head against the wall trying to make a trade. I know is not going to happen. See, everything you said was amazing. Great stuff. But uh, let me ask you: Are you? worried about because i know i am sometimes um and i agree with you in terms of looking at another team's roster in terms of you know trying to work out a deal that's beneficial to both parties right but at the same time you don't want to try to help too many teams that are ahead of you in the standings right i mean so the the first like when i look to make a trade i'll go to the bottom feeders first because uh, if it's early enough in the season and they have a chance to really make a move up the standings, they might be a little bit more desperate uh, and more uh, willing to make a trade. In a perfect world, yes. You know, the last mm-hmm. thing you, you you always have to look at the standings because the last thing you want to do is give <laughs> someone who's who's chasing you or someone who's just ahead of you the last piece yeah. of the puzzle they need. You know, right. whether it's a points league or a rotisserie league, you know, if they're down in stolen mm-hmm. bases, and you give them someone who's great in stolen bases. Well, you have to mm-hmm. do the math here. Uh, if you just you just gave them three, four more points in stolen base, or whatever it might be. Can you catch them now? You, know, you mm-hmm. have to be very careful about that, and that comes up all the time as uh, as well. Uh, and it's something you do have to co- take into consideration. I know this week in uh, once again this the home league I'm talking about. It's a points league, and because mm-hmm. of it, another trade I made, I had an extra closer, and I didn't need uh, I didn't need Brandon Morrow, and I so I put Morrow on the market. You know, I, I, I talked to a whole, a whole bunch of people, but the only person who replied back was someone who's chasing me and someone who has a good team. So I had to think, was it worth dealing him, Brendan Morrow? You know, it was uh, not an easy decision. I ended up uh, doing it because I got a, a, a good outfielder back that I wanted in return, a good power-hitting outfielder. But uh, even now, Joe, I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> if I gave him the last piece that he needed. You know, because he right, may right. not have been able to find that closer you know, the, the trade deadline for three weeks. He would have tried very hard. He probably would have been able to do it anyway. So at least I, the, mm-hmm. my justification was, well, at least I took something away from him. You know, yeah, I took, took that out and you bring, away. Mm-hmm. And you bring up a good point. Uh, 
trade deadlines are coming. You know, not not only for Major League Baseball, but in fantasy, they usually you know end of July, early August. So uh, take a look at the rules of your of your league. Uh, and uh, one of the tactics I like though to to do is if I'm interested in a player on on a team, uh, I'll uh, say, hey, are you? Would you be willing to move, you know, player X? And and if so, yeah, take a look at my roster, see what you, you know, what you would want back. And sometimes it works where, you know, they might ask for something less than I would have offered them, you know, originally. And other times, you know, they might ask for something ridiculous where you just, you know, uh, you know, don't even, you know, pursue the the, the matter any further. Absolutely, I think that's what we, a lot of us mm-hmm. like to do. Make me an offer. You know, we want, we want, always yeah. want to hear the. You always want the other person to make the <laughs> first move. The problem is, right. if you do that, sometimes trades don't even get off the ground. I'm not afraid of making mm-hmm. the first move. I'm not. Like I said, uh, mm-hmm. it, and I know my opponents usually. You know, I know if they're. Uh, I'm not going to tell you in the home league. Sure, I know which guys can be snowed a little bit and which guys can't. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know which guys going to do try and do the same thing to me. They're going to try and rip me off. It's what they always do. Even though I, you know, they know I do this. You know, they, they know what I know what I'm talking about. They don't know what I'm doing, but they'll t- still try and rip me off. It's, it's hilarious. You know, it's like they got to try mm-hmm. that first. And, but you understand that's the way they go about things. And then you move on from there. I mean, uh, you know, most of us, we, you know, eat, live, breathe fantasy. You know, uh, there's been many a night. I'll be lying in bed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and all that's going, you know, you're going to sleep. And all that's going through my head are, are trade possibilities. You know, because maybe mm-hmm. I maybe mm-hmm. I've, I've sent out a trade. I'm wondering, okay, they're gonna, they're gonna send it back. Okay, if Joe Galina accepts this trade for me, then I can make a trade with Scott for this guy. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's going through my head. I'm, I'm, it's like I'm dying for my wife to ask me, or I'm not dying, honey. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Trades. <laughs> you know, she'll, well, she'll, that's she'll, the whole point of. Yeah, that, that's one of the It the gives me the funnest part of the game, fantasy. right? Yeah, playing uh, a GM, being a GM, right? right? That, that, Back mm-hmm. in the, uh, you know, people don't realize it now. If you're a younger generation and you play now, people don't make anywhere near as many trades. I mean, back in the day, mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s, we, we almost make a trade a, a week. They were always mm-hmm. trading. People mm-hmm. were always moving their players around, but now it's, it, people are just afraid. Yeah, people are just are afraid. So it's right. very yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. You know, now mm-hmm. in most leagues I play in, and these are industry leagues as well, and I'm not just talking about my home league, but in industry leagues I mm-hmm. play in, if you see three trades a season, that's mm-hmm. about it. Three trades. I mean, not, not everyone's even making deals. You know, people just right. don't trade anymore. They're all, everyone's afraid. You know, and then there are a lot of, a lot of these leagues have rules, you know, where, you, can, you know, maybe the last place team can't trade with the first place team. I know I was in one league mm-hmm. a while back there. You couldn't trade with anybody where there was more than a... I'm going to say a 10-point difference, but it might have been 15, something like that. That I've never seen that before. It was interesting. You know, I mm-hmm. think that's. I don't think that should be. That should happen. By the way, I think trades need to be allowed. I think owners need to be uh, need to be allowed to make mistakes, because I think mm-hmm. you're not going to get any better as an owner unless you learn from your mistakes. And I don't. I also right. don't think. You know, we've seen this so many times. Where a trade that we thought was lopsided that would that was voted against. Well, it ended up being, guess what? That trade would have worked out for that person <laughs> for whatever number of reasons. Right. In baseball, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is probably more in fantasy baseball than the other sports. You know, a trade of a superstar for a lesser-known player might make sense for both sides mm-hmm. because that lesser-known player may be the one category that person needed to hit. Right. You know, that's, so, uh, that's if, why I, I, don't, I, don't, I never veto a trade. The only time I'll veto a trade is if it's collusion. Other than that, right. once again, they have to be allowed to make their own mistakes to learn from their mistakes. If it's collusion, that's completely different. But other than that, mm-hmm. just because just because I think a trade's bad, you know, if he didn't or she didn't, then she thinks it's going to work out for them, truly believes it. They liked what they made. I may question a trade just to find out what someone is thinking. But if they give it any kind of reasonable explanation, which they almost always can, all right, fine, do it. You know, you, you, you got to make your own mistakes, you know, and mm-hmm. then you'll figure it out and you'll, you'll be a better player because of it. So that, that's always been my philosophy. I, like I said, I never, ever, veto a trade even though those leagues where you have a veto I don't even bother I just don't pay attention to it move on you know I'm not vetoing a deal not unless you can you know not unless you tell me it's collusion which has happened you know in all sorts mm-hmm. of leagues I've seen collusion you know more than more than a few times those are the deals mm-hmm. you want to get rid of and you also want to get rid of those owners right yeah, and, and you mentioned uh, trading like let's say a superstar for a lesser known player uh, or you know a, a player that 
is looked upon as being a superstar or whatnot. But, you know, sometimes you, you see people and, you know, sometimes I've, I've done the same thing where you'll trade, let's say, a marquee player for maybe two or maybe even sometimes three lesser players, but that they help you in the categories. But keep in mind, before you hit accept on that trade, that, uh, you, you know, you're going to have to drop, you know, in a, in a three for one, where you're receiving three tra- uh, players back, you're going to have to drop two players to have a, a legal lineup, right? So you've got to plan ahead. That's a great... I, I wrote about that in the column as well. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll make an offer to somebody, in which case I know I'm losing the deal. On paper, I'm mm-hmm. losing the deal. But I also know that I'm picking up a player that's on the waiver mm-hmm. wire. This, this move allows me to pick up that player. Now, if you add that, the waiver wire player and the, traded, the player I acquired via trade, well, now it trades right. even or I'm winning the deal. And there have been times I've mm-hmm. done this because there was somebody on the waiver wire that I really wanted, but the only way I could do it was to make a deal, a deal that I got mm-hmm. a player I wanted, but not the – I said, via uh, the trade, yes, the other person won the trade. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time uh, I've, I've made offers like that. It doesn't bother me. Now, granted, I probably wouldn't do that with a team that I can't catch or that's better than mine. Right. I do with a lesser team, get them better. I don't care if they get a little better if they're behind me. I, I have to assume the moves I'm going to make are better. But, yes, that happens uh, as well. Where you'll uh, you'll mm-hmm. make deals knowing that they won a deal, but it allowed you to either do another deal or it allowed you to pick up a player. Right, and this kind of ties into what you said a few minutes ago, though. But uh, you know, with these leagues uh, nowadays where there are no trades, and and the Scott Fishbowl one is one of them. Yeah, uh, I, I get it. You know, uh, sometimes the commissioners don't want to deal with any of the ramifications. It alleviates the headaches. Yeah, but I mean, it, it takes away the fun for guys like you and me, I think, that have been playing for a while. (laughs) All right, when we come back, the closer report, who's hot and who's not in baseball, and also uh, we'll take a look at the waiver wire. Two-star pitchers. Got lots of stuff coming up for you. Weekend Fantasy Update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy update. Where's Mariano? George, where's Mariano? Well, it's not the ninth inning, so he's not coming in yet. <laughs> Classic stuff. Good job by Sean Engel producing our show. And hey, who wants to go to a 2018 World Series game? Tune in to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network between July 8th and July 17th. As we'll be playing the DKMS Trivia Challenge for your shot to call in with a chance to attend the Fall Classic in person. The number to play is 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-FNTSY. The contest is sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find the matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. It's the DKMS Trivia Challenge July 8th through July 17th. Call in and win. All right. So, uh, George, uh, we do this every week. It's uh, uh, You provide... Uh, incredible information regarding uh, the closers in baseball. And uh, we've talked about how it's one of the uh, the tougher positions 
to fill on your fantasy team. But uh, we'll go over a couple of things off of your closer report, which comes out, I believe, every Tuesday on uh, rotoexperts.com. Correct. All right. Uh, so uh, Detroit, the Tigers. Uh, Shane Green uh, hits the DL. Uh, he's got a pretty high ERA for a closer 4.03, but getting it done with 19 saves. Uh, this obviously uh, hurts his trade value. I think the Tigers were looking to possibly move him. Uh, Joe Jimenez blew his first save opportunity, converted his next one last night uh, on Friday night. Uh, long-term outlook for Jimenez. I mean, is he the guy uh, provided that Green is on the DL for a long uh, time? I mean, uh, so far, I don't think there is a, a target date for him to return uh but is him uh, Jimenez the guy uh if uh, green is still on the dl or eventually gets traded he is the guy uh joe Jimenez. but uh mm-hmm. green they think he green could come back next weekend if not after the all-star break i assume that's when they'll do it mm-hmm. so uh although you know once again Jimenez, every save is important i get it go out and claim him fine but realize you may only be getting you know, assuming you're doing this claim tomorrow night, maybe five, six games out of uh, Joe Jimenez. And let's face it, Detroit's pretty terrible. How many saves are you? How many saves are you hoping to get? As many as I can. <laughs> that might be two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about uh, San Francisco, the Giants? Uh, looks like uh, Will Smith is uh, emerging as their closer, right? I mean, uh, you know, Hunter uh, Strickland punched the wall. He's gone for a while. Uh, Mark Melanson is getting closer like money, right? He has a, he's get, has a big contract. Uh, but Will Smith picked up uh, his third save Friday night, has a closer-like peripherals. I mean, 12.4K per nine, 2.5 walk per nine. Uh, you know, at first I thought that 2.5 was a little high, but then I looked at uh, Chapman's, Araldis Chapman's numbers. First career, you know, he has a four walk per nine. Past two seasons, it's been 3.6. But back to Will Smith. Is, is he the guy uh, going forward for the Giants, or do you think that Melanson, you know, eventually takes this job? Well, I think the problem with Melanson right now is he can't pitch on back-to-back days. You know, so that's why they're being very careful with him in the role here. Uh, Will Smith certainly deserves the chance. I mean, his ERA is 1.07. His whip is point, uh, 0.67. I mean, wow. That's, those are fantastic numbers. Uh, Mr. Watson, Tony Watson, is also uh, posting very good numbers, but he's also left-handed. And uh, maybe maybe they don't want him. I mean, so is Will Smith. But uh, I was surprised he didn't get a chance before Smith. You know, but mm-hmm. now it's Smith's role. Do I think Smith and or Watson and or Melanson, Dyson – I think it's pretty much a, a smorgasbord there. I think Smith is the guy you want right now, but that can change when he hasn't. Uh, the next time he doesn't pitch well, you know he's done very well. I mean, what does he let up one run now in his past uh, thirteen games? So he's pitching great. So I think he's the guy you mm-hmm. want. Yes, but am I going to tell you he's going to be the guy for the rest of the season? No, I don't believe that. Hmm. And you know what? It seems like more and more as time goes on, and we've kind of touched upon this that uh, you know the. Uh, smorgasbord that you uh, mentioned seems to be more prevalent as you know as the season wears on i mean there's just so much information that teams have at their fingertips in terms of well you know this pitcher does better against lefties as opposed to righties and you know uh, a specific batter or, or whatnot so uh, do you think we're in danger of uh, you know losing the the closer i mean other than guys like the chapmans the the jensens and yeah, I mean, what do you think the future of the closer is? Oh, I think you're always going to have your ace closers. You know, you have your Chapmans, your uh, your Jansons, your Kimbrels, guys like that who right, the guys who are closers. You know, that's what what they do. Uh, I'm not saying it's the right way to go about it. I think everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't believe that a save is necessarily in the ninth inning. Sometimes like the save's really in the seventh mm-hmm. inning. You know, base mm-hmm. is loaded. You're up by two, one out. You know, there are three, four, five hitters coming on. That's when you like to see your closer come on and close out that inning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, not the ninth inning where it's, you know, you're up by three runs, you're facing the bottom of the order. That's no save there. You know, it's a one, two, right. three, done. Games generally are, aren't always determined in the ninth inning in a close game. So I think um, I think if you ask a general manager or a manager, sure, they'd like to uh, be able to do that. Bring your best reliever in when you need them. Sixth inning, seventh mm-hmm. inning, eighth inning, ninth inning, whatever it might be. But the agents will have a heart attack because there's no those players players won't, won't get paid now. You know the save is a nice mm-hmm. little number there. You know, oh, you got to sure. save. Therefore, you you have forty saves. Oh, you must be really good. 
you know, that sort of thing. Where if you do it in the seventh inning, the holes don't have the same, uh, I guess, don't, don't sound as good. So I think that's that sexy there. <laughs> right. It, it's just, right. It just sound. I mean, <laughs> the same is probably one of the, if outside of average, and even maybe it's just even with average, it's just two overrated statistics that don't really mean all that much. You know, they're great for mm-hmm. fantasy. But in the, actual, in the actual game of baseball, they just don't mean all that much. I don't think saves are ever going away, though. But I think you'll see more teams that don't have that number one guy, that true, you know, like the Kimbrels, mm-hmm. Chapmans. You know, I think you will see teams maybe, you know, differentiate a little bit. Maybe where they do bring in guys, make it a, uh, I call it a smorgasbord guy where, you know, anybody, any reliever can pitch at any time. Because I think that is mm-hmm. the right way to run a team. But then you're also risking, well, when do, when do I warm up then? You know, when do I start stretching? Because I don't know what inning I'm going to come in. And I think there's a valid concern right. there, too, with injuries. That one thing about the closer, he knows he's coming in the ninth inning, so he knows to start stretching in inning six, inning seven, whatever it might be. Right, right. And they fall into yeah, that they go routine. Through that, and as, uh, if, you, if you're, you know, some of them, they go through an amazing regimen, you know, warm-up. Yes. You know, they'll, they'll start stretching, you know, like three innings before they possibly could come into a game. You know? uh, and as and a routine also, you know, the person, other... I understand that. Yeah. And on the other hand, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, having a closer mentality where, you know, taking, uh, let's say, a guy who's usually a setup guy and turning him into a closer. You know, sometimes they don't have that closer mentality, but sometimes the opposite might happen. You know, if you bring in a a guy who's, you know, relegated, not relegated, but used to coming in in the ninth inning and have him come in, let's say, in the sixth, then, uh, you know, Sometimes that messes the, with their approach as well. You know, you've seen that, I'm sure. We've all seen that. You know, that's why. Mm-hmm. How many of us cry when a closer comes in to pitch the ninth inning and the, it's not a safe situation, but he needs some work? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that always seem right. to be the oh my god, he just gave three runs on six hits? You know, and it could destroy mm-hmm. our whip and our ERA for that week. You know, and mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily preparation. I think it's more there. Just the adrenaline's not there. It's not a safe situation right. for them. They don't care. It's stupid. I mean, you're still trying to get people out, but we see that all the time. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about with uh, Cincinnati, the Reds? Uh, Raciel Iglesias uh, converted his 17th save, but uh, there are rumors that the Nationals are interested in trading for him, but maybe not even as a reliever. They're, they're saying that maybe they might view him as a starter. Uh, that's going to be interesting. I mean, if, if that happens, I mean, uh, basically you'd have to stretch him out. It would take some time before, you know, uh, I mean, the guy hasn't been a starter since, uh, the 2016 season. And even in that season, he only, uh, you know, he only threw 78 innings. So I don't know what you're hoping for here. The Nationals have, uh, pro- their own problems to worry about. And that's good getting back in the playoff race right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, even if you want, even if you uh, truly believe that, that's not a move you would do mid season. You can't mm-hmm. stretch him out now. By the time he's ready, he'd be mid-August. <laughs> you know, right. so I, I don't think that's happening. I do think Iglesias mm-hmm. could be traded, mainly because if you're the Reds, mm-hmm. you know, Iglesias, good, solid closer, 2.52 ERA, 1.04 whip. You mentioned he's got, mm-hmm. uh, what, 17 saves. So he's a good, solid closer. But do you need a closer on a bad team? And he's, what, 28 years old? So by the time you're, you're good, he's at least he's post-30. You know, so he'd be able to downside his career. I would trade Glacey if I was tonight if I get an offer I like. Like I said, bad mm-hmm. teams don't need closers. Get some prospects in there. Get some better players. Get some better everyday players in there. If you could find someone that wanted them and gave you an offer that you liked, I would move them. Yeah, and in, th- in that case, uh, Jared Hughes would be the guy, you think? I mean, 1.37 ERA, six saves. Is he uh, a guy that, uh, you know, some people might have had him when Iglesias went down for that quick stint on the DL uh, is he a guy that you should stash with these rumors? Should you stash? Uh, it really depends on what else uh, you have in your roster, can, if you can afford to stash somebody. At the very least, mm-hmm. Hughes will protect your ERA and whip. So if you stash him, you're fine mm-hmm. there. You're not getting crushed. And I don't mind doing that, right. by the way. You know, I don't mind mm-hmm. uh, ha- starting a uh, top setup man who could protect my ERA and whip rather than, you know, a number four or five starter who's getting crushed every week. Yeah, uh, he, has, he may mm-hmm. have a better chance of wins, maybe get more strikeouts, maybe destroying my uh, ratios. What's the point? There? Really, it comes down to what you need and what you don't there. Hughes would be the guy mm-hmm. if Iglesias gets dealt. I think he'd be the closer there. Mm-hmm. But once again, you're looking at a guy, Reds aren't going to win that many games. They're going to trade away some players, so they might be a worse team in the second half than they were in the first half, which is saying something. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to go all out to get Hughes, you know, where, for saves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think once again, it's a speculative right. ad. If you can afford it, it's cheap right now, fine. You got nothing to lose mm-hmm. there. But if it's going to cost you anything, I wouldn't do it. 
Right. Uh, any other speculative ads that you could think of uh, at this stage, or I mean, it's just kind of developing well, I mean, as, it, as the trade deadline approaches. I mean, they're always uh, Britain is going to get traded. I fully expect them mm-hmm. to get traded. You need Brad Brock once again. If you need saves, I understand the Orioles have won like three games this year. You know, they're a terrible <laughs> team. But hey, you know, if you're looking for a, a top closer in August, uh, a top. A number one closer, I should say. By number one, I mean for their team, who's going to be available. Mm-hmm. Brad Brock is probably it. So I think he will be available right. there. So it's someone you could look at there. Uh, the White Sox, I think they're going to try and trade Sori. I think they might try and trade Nate Jones, too, when he gets healthy. So Jace mm-hmm. Fry could be available there. But once again, really not going that far down the list. We're going to be worried about Jace Fry. Uh, we already talked about mm-hmm. Joe Jimenez with Shane Green. I think he'll get dealt there. Casey already dealt their closer. I think they'll try and deal with about anybody. But I don't know if anybody there. Yeah, Willie Peralta's the closer now, but I don't know if you should care. Uh, so I wouldn't go uh, worry about that. Miami, I wonder if Barraclough gets dealt. You know, if they start uh, uh, dealing some players. Brad Ziegler's pitched very well. Drew, Drew Steckenreiter's mm-hmm. there as well. You know, uh, Ziegler maybe somebody. Once again, if you're looking for a speculative ad, the only problem with Ziegler mm-hmm. is I don't know if he protects your ratios like a Jared Hughes does. So I'd be a right. little cautious there, but it's something you could look at. Maybe Fernando Rodney gets dealt and Addison Reed finally gets the job there. Although Reed really hasn't pitched all that great uh, this season, so mm-hmm. keep in mind there. I don't think the Pirates will trade Felipe Vasquez, but once again, something to keep an eye on. San Diego, I think, will or wants to trade Brad Hand. I think they've wanted to trade Brad Hand for over a year now. <laughs> they just can't get the offer they're looking for. You know, Kirby right. Yates is next in line there, but... You know, Kirby Yates could be dealt, too. Not like he's 23 years old in the mm-hmm. closer of the future, either. He's post-30. So he could be dealt as right. well there. But that's something to keep an eye on there. We already talked about San Fran, who's actually in the race anyway. Uh, and that's really it as far as speculative closers who, uh, I guess, speculative new closers who could have the starting job post-deadline. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Uh, so we talked about um, uh, Rasiel Iglesias possibly getting dealt. Uh, you know, and, and the Nationals... Looking for some help in the starting rotation. Uh, believe it or not, another guy that uh, they're interested in and we'll move off of the closers and, and basically we'll just take a look at some of the starting pitchers that might be moving. Matt Harvey, last four starts, <laughs> 23.1 innings pitch, 2.31 ERA, uh, batting average against 207. Uh, first of all, I mean, any interest in adding him in fantasy leagues? Any interest in adding Matt Harvey? Uh, he's throwing hard. You know, I think they said his, his mm-hmm. fastball uh, velocity has gone up, so that's good news. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it really comes down to what, what am I hoping for here? He's, I think he'll get dealt as well, which can only be a mm-hmm. good thing, I would think. Get away from Great American right. Small Park. You know, I think that's why the Reds, one of the reasons the Reds signed him was hoping to move him. Uh, mm-hmm. Last six games, ERA's three point nine three, WHIPs one point oh two. Once again, that's good. Mm-hmm. Where does he get moved to? You know, Brian Cashman of the Yankees said it's not happening with the Yankees. He doesn't want, as he put it, the circus to come please, down. Please, please, no. Really, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. As much as Harvey mm-hmm. could help the team, you know, as he put the circus come to town, you're absolutely right. So he's probably mm-hmm. not going to go through that. So where does he go? You know, Boston doesn't seem to need a, uh, a starter. Cleveland, probably not. Houston, no. Seattle? That's interesting. Maybe, Seattle could certainly yeah. use a starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be another mm-hmm. very good pitcher's ballpark. How would he adapt mm-hmm. to the American League? We don't know that, but that'd be interesting. Washington? Yeah, maybe, especially if the price is not mm-hmm. significantly high. Philadelphia? Atlanta, Atlanta, I would think, no. They have plenty of pitching prospects in their system. I don't think they're going to take a shot on Harvey. Chicago? The Cubbies? Once again, maybe Milwaukee? You know, so what I'm going with it, I think he will be moved. I think he, there could be some mm-hmm. value here. So if he's on, if he's on your waiver wire, and it's going to cost you a buck, mm-hmm. why not? Why not? Right. He's not going to be the Dark Knight. He's not going to be mm-hmm. that player. He may never be that player again. But I, I still think he might be able to help a fantasy team, especially if he gets dealt to a contender. You know, so right. Uh, right. I, I don't mind adding him for a buck. Dollar make you holler. Once again, mm-hmm. it's something to lose. Doesn't work out, fine. Right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and I'd only do this because he may not be moved till the deadline. So the deadline's still f- three and a half weeks away. So I'd only do mm-hmm. this if you have a dead spot on your roster where you're just adding him and holding on to him. Because right now, as far as right. starting him right now, he re- I know, like I said, I put up all the numbers. He's pitched well uh, recently. But he's still a matchup guy for me. He's not, he's not an mm-hmm. automatic start. So I want to be careful here. But I think the, I think the, uh, the value is going up for Harvey. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll just mention a few names quickly. Uh, these guys are on the block, supposedly, but more inning eaters than than difference makers, in my opinion. I mean, J.A. Happ, he's uh, been cold, 6.3 ERA in his last three starts. Cole Hamels, 11 earned runs in his last 10 innings pitched. Uh, Michael Fulmer, rumored to Dodgers are interested in him, but 4.58 ERA last three starts. Danny Duffy, six runs in two of his last four starts. Uh, Two-star pitcher this week, but hey, I mean, these guys, they really don't impress me. But when we come back, uh, some waiver wire moves that you might want to make. Two-star pitchers, uh, some hot players. Weekend fantasy update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Sports Radio Network, Chicago 25 or 64. You're a Chicago guy there, uh, Kurtz? No, but I do like this song. It's the one song mm-hmm. by them I, I do like. Uh, no idea what it means, but uh, uh, <laughs> like I said, I, I, don't know, I don't think I have another song I even remotely like, but this one's actually, uh can get the blood pumping a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like them. Yeah. Uh, who was their lead singer that, uh, I guess, in the 80s, that when they really became, you know, kind of not even, I don't know if it's mainstream or, or I should say or really popular. What was his name? Eh, I'll think of it. No later. idea. But, uh, yeah. Exactly, Sean. You are on fire today. Good stuff. Peter Cetera, that's right. Uh, yeah. All right. So. Uh, we got lots of stuff to do and, and not a lot of time to do it. So uh, promise some some hot players that uh, we're talking about here. One guy uh, the, in your article you referenced was Wade LeBlanc, uh, 4-0, 3.91 ERA, 1.15 whip for the Mariners. I mean, do you think he could keep, uh, keep this up, George? I have no idea how he's doing. I don't think the Mariners know how he's doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, truly, I, I don't think that they know it. The whole rotation is really put together with scotch tape. LeBlanc, Mike mm-hmm. Leake, uh, Gonzalez, and uh, yet they keep winning. They just keep mm-hmm. winning here. Mariners believe in him. They just signed to a one-year contract extension, so he'll be with the team next year as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's always easier said than done here. If you, if you have these guys, you could trade them for anything. I'd move on in a heartbeat. In a heart, because mm-hmm. I think this is all, trade them high. Yeah, trade them sell high. I think this entire mm-hmm. uh, manager rotation outside of James Paxton is a house of cards. That's, that's going to come tumbling down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Felix Hernandez uh, just isn't the same guy, right? Uh, Junior Guerra from the Brewers, steady season, five and five, two point eight seven ERA, one point one nine WHIP, three runs or less in nine of his last. 10 starts, and during that period, 2.75 ERA. This guy's been getting it done quietly, you know? He has been. And you, actually, everything you said is correct. He's been getting it done quietly. ERA's great, mm-hmm. right? ERA's below yeah. three. And, this, and that ballpark, mm-hmm. remember, that ballpark's a hitter's ballpark. Uh, so mm-hmm. he, he's getting the job done any way you want to look at it. He's, uh, he's doing it. Once again, I have to think this is going to go in the other direction. And so <laughs> he's going to start to get hit. Teams are going to start to figure him out. ERA last year was 5.12. You know, but then again, mm-hmm. you go the year before. I mean, he's an every other year guy. And, and in 16, it was right. 2.81. year before that was 6.75. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, who knows? You know, really, who knows? But once again, I'm not banking on him. 
He's a right the guy mm-hmm. right up while it's hot. I don't think the uh, Brewers are banking on him either. We've heard they're in the play for any one uh, any starter. You know, Hap was actually mm-hmm. mentioned there. They had scouts watching him that the uh, Blue Jays were uh, scouting their minor league system extensively. So I think that was for mm-hmm. J.A. Hap. Uh, not that I have any uh, any faith that he'd be the answer either here. So mm-hmm. Milwaukee, Guerra. I said, I'm starting them now. The team's playing hot. Maybe Milwaukee's a team for me, Joe. If they made one or two moves at the deadline, specifically mm-hmm. for a starting, starting pitching or pitcher, man, they might be the best team in that league. Yeah, remember when CC they traded for CC and how great he was for them? You know, he was still in his prime for that. Uh, what it was a month and a half, he was just kind of like unhittable. Uh, yes, all I those didn't. years back. <laughs> yeah. um, a couple of hitters here: um, Avisel Garcia, sixty-one percent owned. So it depends on, I guess, the size of your league if he's there. But this guy missed two months uh, of the season due to a hamstring strain. Remember last season, uh, batted three thirty, eighteen home runs, uh, eighty uh, runs batted in. Uh, been on fire, just like Sean Angle. Uh, seven home runs in his last 11 games, including a home run on Friday night, uh, batting 333 over the past month. Uh, OBP is <laughs> just 299, so you play in an OBP league, stay away. Yeah, as most of us don't. We probably don't have to worry about that, but uh, that's that's a weird, it's weird stats. His average is 279, mm-hmm. his OBP is 298. <laughs> Would you walk twice? I mean, uh, my God. Oh, my God, he has walked twice. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. You you hit it right. Yeah, you nailed it right on the head. Yeah. Oh, that that's horrific, and that's much worse than what it usually mm-hmm. is. I mean, he walked mm-hmm. not that he ever walked a lot, but his uh, walks a strikeout were about four to one last year. Now it's eleven to one. Uh, let's mm-hmm. take that back. It's almost seventeen to one. So strange where he's just not walking at all. Once again, he has that mm-hmm. commandment. You know, the eleventh commandment: Thou shalt not pass without being swung at. Uh, <laughs> only eight home runs, fifteen RBIs. Yeah, he he was hot for a while. He was a hot ad at one point last year, and he uh, he did very mm-hmm. well for a longer period of time than I would have expected. Yeah, maybe yeah, the hot weather in Chicago. Right, maybe he can do it again mm-hmm. here. But you said the one thing: was, mm-hmm. if you're in an OBP league, uh, I want nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, Stalin Castro. Remember him, right? Sixty percent owned. Last eleven games. Coming into this weekend, 21 for 42, 500 batting average, two home runs, five runs batted in. That power that he had shown with the Yankees the last couple of years, uh, he had 21 homers and 16 and 16 home runs last season. Uh, been kind of non-existent. But uh, look, if you need uh, a short-term infusion of someone who's hot in the middle infield position, uh, Stalin Castro, solid hitter. He's going to protect your average. Right, he's gonna, mm-hmm. he's gonna bat it probably around two ninety, two ninety five. It's what he does. The power's not there. You know, Yankee Stadium, sure, mm-hmm. he can shoot the ball to right center. In Miami, that's not happening. You know, he can't, it's hard to mm-hmm. pull a ball for a home run there. So maybe he's only gonna hit nine, ten home runs rather than the uh, twenty one, sixteen here with the Yankees. There still, he's not a player you just forget about. Actually, he can protect mm-hmm. your average. He's sort of a, a placeholder, is what I would call him. He's not gonna hurt you. He's only gonna help you in the one category. Uh, he's not. Yeah, he's stealing a smattering of bases. Maybe he reached double digits. Probably not. But uh, like I said, he's a player who shouldn't be forgotten about. He sort of got screwed over with all the Yan- all the moves the Yankees made in the offseason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he put up some nice seasons uh, for the Yankees. But, I mean, you really can't argue with uh, your Gleyber Torres. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Gleyber Torres, right? Uh, Jose Batista owned in 12% of leagues. Can you believe we're talking about Jose Batista? George Kurtz uh, had a grand slam Friday night, um, 300 batting average, four home runs, 15 runs batted in in his last 17 games. Jorge Batista's back with the backflip? <laughs> with the backflip. Hit the grand slam <laughs> last night, a walk-off grand slam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's actually playing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually playing well. Yeah, he's well. eligible third base and outfield, too, so that's something to consider as well. It is. Uh, here's the question. What mm-hmm. happens when the Mets get healthy? You know, when everyone's back, where is he going to play, you know, on an everyday basis here? You, know, you, you look at it. Right now, he, he should be playing because he's about the only mm-hmm. person hitting on that team. But Suspedes, I don't know, a week or two, a month, a year, who the hell knows when this guy's coming back? <laughs> you know, Conforto, right. Nemo, Jay Bruce is supposed to be back next week as well. Yeah, you, know, mm-hmm. you already got Todd Frazier at third. The Mets going to have too many players for not enough spots here. So, right. you know, you can make an argument here if you're the Mets. Okay, Batista may be one of your better players, but do you care about winning games right now? Is it more important to get certain guys at bats? Nemo, Conforto, 
You got to let them play. So I don't know where Bautista fits in this as far as uh, how important it is for him to play, a guy who's not going to be with the team next year. And as nice as he's, as he's playing, it's not like he's a, uh, you know, a catalyst where we're never going to win another game without Bautista. So I'm not claiming him unless it's in the unless I know very well it's just for the short term. By short term, I mean maybe just the right before the All Star break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, ride him while he's hot, right? Uh, Jorge Polanco uh, served an 80-game suspension for PEDs, owned in 25% of CBS Sports Leagues, uh, eligible at shortstop and middle infield, of course. Last season, 13 home runs, 13 stolen bases. So far, 6 for 18, that's a 333 batting average and a stolen base. Uh, are you buying on him? Maybe a you know, quick uh, couple of dollars off the waiver wire? Am I buying? Uh, you always remember somebody coming off PDs. You know, what kind of shape they're in? Well, what are they going to be able to do for you? Yeah, Minnesota is probably right. one of the more disappointing teams this year, as far as, or for them anyway, they thought they were going to, uh, you know, follow up last year's uh, surprise playoff run to maybe do, do some more damage. Not happening this year. I don't mm-hmm. mind adding him, shortstop, middle infielder. I wish he was, I wish that I could see a category he was going to help me in. You know, that's the thing. He he doesn't he, he stole thirteen bases last year, so maybe he can get you, you know, a handful, you know, seven, mm-hmm. eight at most. He's not gonna really help you there. Power, only uh, had once again, thirteen last year. What's he gonna hit for you? Six, seven this year? So I'm not dying to get him. You know, it have, to, it have to be I have a position open for him. I don't even care if someone else gets him. My if my opponent gets him. That's the way sometimes I look at these things. Am I claiming someone just to keep him away from somebody? And when I keep looking at him, I don't even care if someone else takes him. So I'm probably not unless I just have a dead spot on my roster and I don't care about a dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Rodriguez, Pudge's son, Ivan Rodriguez, a former catcher, uh, 3-1, 3.09 ERA, 1.28 whip, uh, had a really good start Friday night, but unfortunately just struck out one batter, but uh, 6.2 innings and two runs. Uh, I mean, you know, the Giants are staying close in that uh, NL West. Uh, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, if they're going to be able to. They might be in, in line for, you know, trading for a starting pitcher, by the way, right? I mean, but this kid, uh, Derek Rodriguez, he's been getting it done. 34% old. He, he has been. You know, he has been. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think the Giants are a weird team, right? Because uh, you look at this team. I mean, how are they playing? How are they only, was it three and a half? Right. How are they getting it done? Three and a half yeah. games out. Right. How? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't see it how. You know, they just got like Johnny Cueto. He came back Thursday, and he didn't do all that well. Yeah, I think he get, what, mm-hmm. five uh, runs there. But maybe, once again, there could be some upside there. All right? Look at the rest of this rotation. Bumgarner's back. That should help. Jeff Samarjo has been, you know, he, uh, pretty much been nothing this year. Suarez, Rodriguez, Chris Stratton has had his moments. They're a team, uh, I mean, could they make a play for Matt Harvey? Yeah, once again, mm-hmm. good uh, pitches ballpark there. You get him as far away mm-hmm. from New York as pretty much you possibly can there. I think he could be a fit yeah. there. Uh, Long- Longoria mm-hmm. is back in what? Uh, still, he's still a month away. Joe Panic just went on the DL. So they, uh, listen, they, they, they seem to be held together with scotch tape, and I don't see how. I truly don't see how. But right. they're winning games in that uh, division. But I think they need another starting pitcher. Am I adding Derek Rodriguez? No. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, you know, you know, he's uh, a guy that uh, John Lester, right? I mean, we we know him for many years. But look at the year that he's he's putting together: eleven and two, two point two five ERA, one point one five WHIP. Uh, but I'm looking at his numbers, man. Uh, maybe, maybe a little regression uh, coming. Eighty five percent strand rate. All ERA indicators put his uh, ERA well over four. Uh, John Lester is he someone maybe you might be looking to sell high? Yes, yes. He's somebody I don't own mm-hmm. in any leagues. I didn't want him coming into the year. I thought he was going to have a tough year this year. So if I did own him, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be looking to sell him. If people are uh, just looking at maybe uh, you know W's because he's eleven and two, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, I think his numbers are going to come to go in the wrong direction here. Uh, but that being said, I'm not giving him away either. You know, I'm not right. saying oh, if I'll take yeah. anything I can for him. I'm not. If I can't get an offer I want, then I'll, I'll keep I'll keep mm-hmm. him. But you know, you look at it. We're we're about halfway through the season, give or take. He's not striking out a whole bunch of batters. You know, the wins right. are great, but we know that those can be uh, finicky. And if those ratios mm-hmm. start to come up, too, I don't know where how much he's going to help you and what category from this point forward. Once again, I don't really care. At this point, I don't care what he did in the past anymore. It only matters what I think he'll do from mm-hmm. now on. So, yeah, I think less is a sell. 
Right. Uh, Sonny Gray, obviously, if he's on your fantasy oh, God. team, please drop him. Right? Coming into Friday night's start, batters were hitting 539 off of the 55 change-ups that he's used at that to end at-bats. That's per Ken Rosenthal on, on Twitter. 539. Uh, uh, Rosenthal quoted a scout who said that uh, Sonny Gray in his last start, not not the Friday night one, but the, the Saturday one that he had, he didn't throw a single change-up in his previous start through every curveball, the same speed, zero creativity. So last three starts... <laughs> 11 innings pitch, 15 earned runs, 12.27 ERA. That's including uh, Friday night. So this guy is just, uh, uh, you know, just I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's not Gary Sanchez's fault, folks. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Rourke is a guy that you wrote about, right, um, as being a, a cold player. What about the Nets? They fell uh, under 500 this week. Uh, coming into this weekend, uh, they are actually a game over 500 coming into Saturday's action, but still uh, lost three of their last 10. Too soon for them to be sellers? I mean, uh, any similarities between this team and the Braves from like the 90s and the early 2000s that just won one World Series? Uh, any chance that they could sell Harper eventually? But, I mean, yeah, you know, someone, a friend of mine, put this up to me as well. Who'd have the prospects to buy him? <laughs> Yeah, like I said, a friend of mine brought this up to me as well about, you know, maybe maybe they'll trade Harper, you know, if they're falling out of it. Uh, <clears throat> I don't see that happening. Mainly because I think the learners, uh, they own uh, Washington. I think they're going to they're gonna make a run at trying to uh, resign Harper. You know, there's not really a team out there we could see where he's definitely going. Plus, right now, they're only five games out of first place. All right, it's yeah. not like they're buried here. You know, so they're only five games out. I think I think they'll stay in it. I don't see them falling out of it. By the time the uh, trade deadline comes, and you know, we all heard Max Scherzer had that uh, players-only meeting, did a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling. Yeah, I don't know if he did mm-hmm. it on purpose or not, but he picked a great time to do it because before that meeting, I think their next eleven games were against Miami, Pittsburgh, and the Mets. Not exactly mm-hmm. a tough uh, trio of teams there. So uh, they beat Miami now twice, came back from a nine-nothing deficit the other day. Maybe this wakes them up and they go on some sort of run here. You know, because I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think the Phillies or the Braves are going to run away with this division. Yeah, they they'll right. play about five sixty ball. It's not like they're playing seven hundred ball here. Like, you're not facing the Yankees and Red Sox here, who are going to win almost every goddamn game. So I, I think mm-hmm. they're okay here. If I'm watching, I probably do want to make additions. You know, do something, shake up the team. You would have thought uh, Kelvin Herrera would have helped, uh, but I'm not trading Harper. No, not unless I truly fall right. out of it by the end of the month. Right. Okay, so just looking at a couple of waiver wire uh, pickups, I saw Tyler Anderson was at the top of a lot of waiver wires. I guess part of it, two-star pitcher this week, 46% owned. Just keep in mind uh, that when he pitches at home, 4.37 ERA, away 3.48, so definitely uh, you should keep that in mind. Jordan Zimmerman, George, last three starts, 25 innings, 1.44 ERA, 11 Ks on Friday night. Jordan Zimmerman? <laughs> 19% owned. <laughs> One walk, it's 24 very... strikeouts in his last uh, three starts. It would be very hard for me to trust Jordan Zimmerman. All right? Very mm-hmm. hard. Uh, but he's pitching well. I mean, 3.5 yeah. when he 1.05 is his whip. He's doing well. You're not going to mm-hmm. win very many games because Detroit, they're not a very good team. He's not striking out a ton of people. Now, so right. I don't see where you're upset. He's a placeholder. Yeah, assuming he continues right. to do this, uh, he's a placeholder. He's not going to really help you in too many categories here, which is why I won't add him. You know, he's just a, a filler for me. You know, uh, I guess once your, your rotation, well, we're talking 10 and 12 team leagues. So if you're in a deeper league, he could have some value here. But at 10 and 12 team leagues, I'll pass. There you go. There you go. You heard it from the answer man himself, George Kurtz. I thank you for joining me. I thank Sean Angle for doing a great job producing our show. I'm Joe Galena. We'll be back right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network next weekend. Weekend Fantasy Update.